Micah is a third-generation TBCer. His grandparents, five generations? I, I see four or five. It's like an auction happening right now. Five generations. I, I stand correct. Five-generation TBCer. Okay. So thank you for correcting me, Art. So there's, there's lots of generations happening here that we want to, we, I think is really important that we recognize that is really exciting for, for me to be able to, uh, to, to, to celebrate. I think we should celebrate that as a church, that I think it says something about the, the generational um, spiritual faith that, that is passed on from generation to generation, I think is worth recognizing. I think that's the first thing. The second thing I want to mention is that many of you probably remember Micah when he was this big and uh, when he was quite small and, and born here, basically. Born here, right? Correct? Born here? Yeah. So you've been here since day one and for your life. Um, and I think it's worth celebrating that as a church that we get to be part of Micah's spiritual narrative, that we get to be part of Micah's spiritual journey, and, and it's worth celebrating. And, uh, and so we're, I'm excited to have Micah share um, this morning. He's going he's gonna to share the sermon this morning. Um, and uh, as part of our home cooking series, uh, where people who may not necessarily be called into full-time ministry here in our church but still have gifts uh, to use that may uh, that may not be able may, may not always be able to be used on a Sunday morning we want to provide opportunities for that and so excited for Micah to be able to share this morning um, some of us may not know Micah though aside from uh, aside from the family and a few people who who've watched Micah grow up so I want to just ask Micah a few questions Micah first of all you were you just graduated from high school. Yes. What is your plan? What are you doing with the rest of your life? Basically, I think that's what my dad are asking too. Micah, what are you doing with the rest <laughs> of your life? Um, so I'm going to state next year this fall uh, for information security technology. And um, it's a two-year program. I spend a lot of money on it, so I'm going to do very well. <laughs> um, and after that, I'm hoping that I can work and maybe do some travel. And earn back some of that cash that you just spent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's got a little bit of skin in the game now. Um, Mike, obviously, as we alluded to, you've been attending Thornhill Baptist Church since day one of your life. I'm curious, what has been the biggest impact that Thornhill Baptist Church, as a, as a church, what has been the biggest impact that, that we have had in your life over the last 18 plus years? I would say um, my social life. Uh, the youth group has been a major part of my life for um, ever since I've been in it, as well as Sunday school, and it's been awesome to be able to grow up with the same group of kids um, all through my life, as well as knowing that I have an awesome church community that I can, even if I don't know everyone, kind of fall back on. Um, and I just think that that's been kind of an amazing part of my life. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Micah. Now... Most of you are probably aware of this as well, but Micah has been interning here at the church uh, over the course of the summer. This is going to be a little self-promoting in some ways, but what, Micah, what would you say to someone who's considering applying to be an intern at Thornhill Baptist Church in the future? What would be your suggestions to them? No, Don't scary. do it. Yeah. <laughs> the boss is miserable. It's terrible. Working conditions are like factories. No, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> the staff team's always... Oh, that was the wrap. Thanks, thanks Mike. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a great time. Um, it's a great place to work. I feel like this was my first real job where I was actually getting a paycheck often. And um, it was a great first one to have because the amount of uh, support that I get 
just is amazing. Just checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was just, it's been an all-around amazing experience, I'd say. Uh, even when I've had times where I've struggled with the task I was given, um, they're always there to be like, it's all right, we'll take a step back and figure out what went wrong and then work our way through it. And yeah. Now, one of the things that we... we told Micah and we told Valentina when we when we hired them was that we wanted them to feel stretched. We wanted them to, that we actually wanted them to fail at times, but to fail well, to be able to learn from their, their mistakes. And so I'm curious, Micah, where have you felt stretched over the course of this, uh, this internship? Um, the daily Sunday running operations I'd say. Um, a couple of Sundays ago there was a rough one where um, lots of the screws fell apart and And then I guess the follow-up question, Mike, would be, how is, what has God been teaching you? How has God been growing you lately um, over the course of this, this new season of life for you after high school? Um, it's, a, it's a transition because in, all throughout high school, I felt that I was kind of acting as an example in a way to some group of friends. And now that those friends are kind of like out of my life and I'm not seeing them every day, it's, I've just kind of been asking myself, what am I meant to do? Um, but I think that I've been growing in understanding and just making attempts to kind of seek out what God is teaching me and listening to other people. Good. That's a good posture. That is a good posture. I think that's, that's, that's wise. Let me pray for you, and then I'll, I'll leave you up here, and you can share what God has given you this morning. Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for Micah and uh, for the the... the wisdom that he's going to share with us this morning. We thank you for Thornhill Baptist Church, for the, the relationships, the, the discipleship that has occurred over the last 18 years in Micah's life. And we celebrate that. And we, we ask, Lord, that you would continue to use that to continue to, to, to grow, uh, in, in grow Micah's faith, Lord. Lord, we pray that, that as he shares this morning, that whether we've known Micah for 15 minutes or we've known him for his whole life, Lord, that he has a message from you, that his message is, is important, and that it's, it's necessary for us to now engage as worshipers, as, to engage as, as the body of Christ, to receive uh, what your word has to say. So, Lord, this morning, in the same way that Micah has already said, I'm going to posture myself to listen to the Lord, this morning now he sets that example for us to, to do the same, to posture ourselves to hear from you. So Lord, as Micah shares, Lord, that, that, his, that his words would actually be your words and that um, you would um, prepare our hearts and our minds and our ears to hear what you have to say to us this morning. In your name we pray. I just want to take another moment to pray for my sake.
Father, we come to you today searching, eagerly hearing what you have to say. I pray that you'll use my words to speak truth into people's lives here, and that this room will be the birthplace of many hungry to begin seeking your will. In Jesus' name we pray. All right. So I recently bought a car, and I love it a lot. And um, I went in looking with a general idea of what I wanted to buy, but I hadn't narrowed down what I wanted yet. So as I was looking for this car, looking what uh, was available, I was searching through endless deals every day, uh, just looking for anything that caught my eye. But I found that as I was looking through all these deals, um, my focus began to kind of narrow down to what I was actually looking for. And that's actually a lot how I felt while writing the sermon as well. I started off with just a general idea, but as I went writing it, um, I felt that God was revealing to me more of what he wanted me to um, speak on. So finding what I want to talk about this morning was actually a lot like um, buying that new car. Initially, I didn't know where to start because in my mind, I was thinking, uh, what can a new high school graduate really speak on to a bunch of um, more experienced, in some cases, um, a diverse group of people. And at first I wanted to do something on conformity, because um, that's been a topic that was on my heart all throughout high school, and that eventually led me to uh, the, the scripture, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed, transformed by its renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So once I found these verses, I thought that I found a car I wanted to drive because uh, it related so closely to conformity. Um, but as I delved deeper into them, like into the verses, I realized that I wanted to talk less on the conformity aspect of the verse, but more the idea of um, the living sacrifice. And that was something that as I continued and I looked more into it, I felt the Holy Spirit really touched my heart. see lots of sacrifice in the Old Testament, and in Leviticus there are five major sacrifices that are mentioned in Leviticus. Two of those burnt offerings, offering that as a sin offering, peace offering, and fellowship offering. Each of these served a different purpose, but they were all required of sacrifice from the Old and Testament law.
Palestinian population from living inside the Palestinian land. How do we live out the experience of that abuse? Ident- or live out the experience of that abuse upon our own selves for generations to come? For many of us, that may be a question that we haven't thought about, just because of how specific the wording is. But this is a question that's been asked and answered many times throughout our faith, because it is essentially the question, what does it mean to be Christian? In the youth group here at TBC, um, there's a long-running joke at the end of any question of Jesus, and I don't think there's actually been a youth Bible study in the past four years where that joke has been made. It's not even funny. Matter if the question was, what does this Bible verse tell us, or what is the letter? You know, always pop up. Sometimes that's a waste of time, but um, <laughs> but it's funny because it's sort of the truth. Because Jesus is the answer to many problems and questions that our world faces with today. But how do we do that? How do we recall our lives to a posture, a spiritual posture? ourselves in the Bible and read God's word, which is something that Josh actually talked about in the sermon today. We can learn more about who God is and how we're supposed to interact with the world that he makes us. In 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 10, it says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, Consider what Paul, the fruit that following Jesus calls to live out. We know that it starts internally, but does that eventually have to come out externally through the way that we live our lives and how we interact with others and the world around us? We're not called to hoard the knowledge of Jesus' sacrifice and keep it. 